Hello, and welcome to the Faithful Like Children podcast, a podcast for Catholic teens by Catholic teens. Come chat with us about faith, community, life, and so much more. We're so glad you're here. God bless and enjoy the show. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, show us the love of the Father. Show each and every one of us the one true fact that we are seen, known, and loved by you and that we are your beloved sons and daughters. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, guys, this is our first episode for Faithful Like Children. Officially, holy cow. That's in, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. And to join us for this episode, we have one of my very good friends. He He's crazy. He's awesome. He's an amazing brother in Christ and also a future Christian rap star. Who knows? <laughs> so, Lucas, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I'm super glad that I can have this opportunity, especially the honor of being on, like, the first episode. So... Uh, I'm excited. Awesome. So Lucas and I were kind of talking about what the theme of this episode would be because, you know, we have to, and if we're doing a Christian podcast, trying to evangelize, we have to get stuff right or else it's not going to end well. (laughs) I mean... I mean, can you say that for a fact or? I mean, you know, I guess just like trusting that God has a handle on it all. Amen. But like, that's not really an excuse for us to then um, be like ignorant, you know? It's like God wants us to try to inform ourselves well. Yeah. Ignorance has no home here. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So Lucas, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, So basically, we're talking about God's love. And people hear all the time, like, God loves you. But the thing is, for most people, that doesn't mean anything. Because it's like, oh, yeah, he loves me. But he didn't answer that one prayer that I had that one time. And I I really wanted that thing. And I don't ever hear him. I I don't know what he's even doing. So today, what we're going to talk about is what God's love is, what it means, and how it makes a difference in your life. Yeah, it's truly incredible. I mean, God's love is everywhere, whether you recognize it or not. And it's just incredible to see the many ways that he shows his love for each and every one of us, because I mean, this is just the fact we are all loved by the literal creator of the universe. I mean, isn't that like just cool? Yeah. I feel like people think that like faith is boring and stuff but once you like come to truly know like how powerful and how like how much it really means to be loved by god like every time you think about it it's just so it just fills you with awe you're like what like how how does this even happen but it's just so amazing amen so what we're thinking we're going to talk about is basically talk about how 
or to start things off, where's an obvious place we can see God's love? Why don't we look inside the Bible? And I don't mean just look for a specific verse. I mean, as a whole, what's the story of the Bible telling us? So very beginning, God creates everything, creates the universe, creates people. Then he um, a bit later reveals himself to the Israelites and he makes covenants with them, but they continue to fall away. And we start to see a theme throughout the Bible of God reaches out and he loves the humans and the humans fail to obey God and to reach the standard that he has. And continuously, though, they come back, God forgives them. And over and over, this happens until Jesus comes and Jesus comes to set people free from sin forever. And God's, I mean, God puts this standard. And since none of us were able to reach this standard, Jesus was perfect so that we don't have to be. And so that we can be forgiven. Right. Amen. I mean, I'm just looking back at several verses that talks about God's love. And there's so many. If we were to list them all, we would be here probably until Christmas. Yeah, literally. I feel like people <laughs> like the people get so afraid of like the devil and stuff. But there, I, you know, I'd put money on the fact that there are. 10 times more than 10 times as many verses about God's love than there are about the devil and all of that. Cause that's boring. Like who likes sin? No one. I mean, I mean, even when you go into confession, like I remember our youth minister, Aaron, she talked about how she asked one of her friends, who's a priest, if he remembers any of the sins that he hears during confession and he said and he said Aaron sin is boring but God's mercy and love is never boring it's so beautiful I mean honestly and the funny thing is like if I had heard this like two years ago I would have been like what the heck are they talking about like church is boring and you know sin can be really really fun but the thing is um I think what pretty much anybody who has really experienced Christ in their life will tell you is that once you experience it, there's no going back. Amen. And the thing is, it's what God wants for all of us. He wants to be in relationship with us and he's seeking us out and we just have to give him our yes. Yeah, we, I mean, there's no other way. Mm -hmm. Like, you can try going back to the way you used to live. You're just going to be miserable, but you have to experience God's love. And once you experience it, I feel like only then you can say yes to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, uh, I wouldn't say like 100%, like, Cause I feel like a lot of people sort of start their journey before they have an experience with God's love. But I mean, uh, you know, I'll be here to witness to the fact and I'm sure Celie will as well that um, following God is the most worth worthwhile decision I've made in my entire life. 
Amen. I can say the same thing. Like, it's only been about a year since that initial moment, personally for me, but it's a moment that once my heart has been ignited with the love of the Lord, it only gets stronger and stronger. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, but um, <laughs> enough of, you know, us just raving. Or, I mean, you can never rave too much about God, but um, I feel like something that a lot of people wonder is like, if God loves us, then why can't I sin? You know, it's fun. I like it. But I feel like what people um, on what, okay, or from my experience, a lot of what I didn't understand is that a, a walk with God is not boring. It's not, it doesn't suck. Cause like when I, so a lot of um, how I got like, what, how I was brought into the faith was I became very afraid of going to hell because of some of the things that I was seeing. And it scared me so much. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll start living for God. It's going to suck. I can't do anything I want anymore, but I'm going to start doing it. And then in the months that came after that, my life like transformed. And at first, like there was a lot of things I did that I wasn't like, I didn't enjoy, you know, I had to sacrifice a lot of the parts of my life that, you know, God didn't want for me. But the reason that he wanted to take those out of my life was because those were holding me back. Because what sin is, is it's something that takes us farther from God. Sin is just something that separates us from God. And when we're united with God is when, it, you know, it's it, God is love. God is peace and joy. And to be, you know, separated from him, to, to sin it's like, it, it's like, it's really, it's just terrible. And we become desensitized to that as we live our lives. And, you know, I go from this pleasure to that pleasure, but then, and we forget that, or some of us never even knew the true beauty that comes from Christ that we're all longing for in our hearts. Amen. Without a doubt. I mean, I can't agree with you enough because yeah, laws. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, they don't, they often look at the Catholic Church and they're like, oh, but you have like all these rules and like, why can you not do this and not do that? Well, the laws are really put into place so that we can, like you said, Lucas, like build that closer relationship with God because, you know, we, are his beloved sons and daughters. We are created in the image of God, or as the Romans called it, imago dei. Imago dei. Yeah. It's basically image, the image of God in Latin. And I just want to say also like the rules, they are sometimes not so fun to follow. I mean, we're kind of on the last little chunk of Lent. And oh gosh, I'm so ready for Lent to be over. <laughs> I know. I'm so I'm so excited for, for it to be over too yeah. because uh 
yikes. But at the but, same time, like, or sorry, go ahead. But honestly, this lens has just also proven to me that God's love is just so present, especially like during this time. And that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so For like, sure. and and only like when we enter into these kind of laws and like start to follow them, we can, we can still be in union with God. But when we do sin or not follow the laws, we turn away from God and also from God's love. And that's where confession takes place. Mm-hmm. One thing I think um, it's important for us to establish is that no matter how much sin you have, though, God still loves you. And yes, he wants you to be rid of your sin, but that's so you guys can be in closer relation. Because, I mean, he who created the universe, I think he knows a thing or two about how the ideal way to live is. And that's what, you know, he outlines for us. And none of us are perfect. All of us have sinned. There's not a single person on this planet right now who is um who is not guilty who has who has not committed a sin essentially and i think um like the only way to be set free is like as as paul says in romans it's not we aren't set free by the law we're set free by faith it's like our through our faith in christ we're made clean. It's not through us trying really hard to be perfect because we can't be, you know, take Benjamin Franklin. He was an extremely intelligent individual. He devised this system to attempt to achieve moral perfection, but he conceded that he was never able to achieve that on his own. And the only way through which we can become like the, not the, The way in which, you know, we can be transformed is Christ. Amen, without a doubt. And I also want to, like, point out that even when we do sin, God still loves us just as much as when we don't. And how this was for, how I first came up with, like, found a good, like, analogy to describe this, there was this video that I watched from Blessed Is She, which is a community of Catholic women. They're all about like empowering women and growing closer to God and community, which is honestly beautiful. But one of the, I think that the spiritual director for Blessed Is She, Father John Parks, he said that he heard this analogy of God's love is it's kind kind of imagine a teen, you know, just like being, you know, their moody kind of self. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> but his and his mom is kind of hugging him from behind. And the only thing that the teen that has the only thing that the teen has to do is to turn around and reciprocate that love and receive that love fully. And that's I feel like that's how we can like look into how we like even when we do sin that's god still loves us he's still like come back to me come back to me 
but we have to initially make the conversion and the turnaround to come back to him, especially that's, during the, through the sacrament of compassion. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think to anyone listening, like we keep talking, like we're stressing so much about how much God loves you. And it's because, you know, we've both had really profound experiences of God's love in our life. And this is what I wish I would have known at the beginning of my journey, how comprehensively and fully he loves us. Because like in the times when we just feel done, he's like, he's sitting there and he's like, I want to help you. And I mean, it, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It's, it's beautiful. It's life-changing. It is. It truly is amazing because, I mean, no matter where you are in your faith journey, if you feel like, well, I don't experience God's love for me right now, and that's okay. Just like with any kind of journey, whether you're at a journey to a, a certain destination, like for spring break or you know, a journey to try to accomplish a goal. We, there's always a destination. And once you get to that destination, it will all be worth it. Trust me. Mm -hmm. um, so if you feel like, um, I don't feel like God can love me. Like I, like I've done too, too much wrong. I'm just going to say right now, that's a lie from the pits of hell and you need to literally say satan get out of my head and go back to hell where you belong mm -hmm, for sure i mean gosh i can't remember the specific scripture passage but you know paul says you know for i'm convinced that nothing can come in between us and the love of jesus christ and I mean, we keep repeating it because it's, it's true. And um, God wants to meet you right now. Like yeah. this isn't something to put off because you might never have the, you might never have this put in front of you ever again. Like the, you might never have this point in your life where you're like, should I, should I go to God or should I not? You might never have have that thought again, you, it, this might just be, you know, a single moment. So like, I implore you, like, give it up to him. It, it's worth it. It's worth it. And we all go through times where it's like, it feels a little bit off. Um, we're, we all go through times that are really difficult, but there couldn't have been a resurrection if there wasn't a crucifixion first. Christ, he, he suffered before he was resurrected. And fortunately, he took that punishment that we deserve for the sake of our sin for us. So we don't have to go to hell. But, you know, sometimes we have to crucify a certain part of our life. Say I have, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Say I have like some sort of like, I don't know, illegal business going on, <laughs> but crucify that. Like, like you have to end that or say you gossip a lot. Say you talk bad about other people. Or you have a lying problem. All of us, we all have problems. 
you're not alone. Don't feel like you're any worse because of it, but Christ is inviting you to crucify that. So you guys can be in closer union. Amen to that. And if you need any more proof that, you know, what Lucas said was true, there's a little verse that I feel like some of you guys might have heard a little bit before. Maybe. I don't know. But it's from Romans 5.8. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, that just says it all, you know? Right, because we weren't, like, good people. They think it's worth dying for. Like, all of us aren't worthy, but Jesus didn't care. He died for us anyways. He died for us because we weren't worthy. Like, how Mm. weird is that? How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, now kind of I'm also kind of thinking like just as you said that there might be people that might still think that they are unworthy even though we have been saying these things over and over again but there's also this one quote that I found a while back that I just absolutely love from Saint Julian of Norwich what a smart gal I'm just gonna say that she's amazing and this quote from her book revelations of divine love and it says everything has being through the love of god so that means you wouldn't be here listening to this podcast if god didn't love you so much right because this whole i mean you know the whole creation the reason that, like this universe, you know, it's it's created out of love. You know, God, I think every time we look at nature, like that's a reminder of what God originally planned for us. Like, look at the beauty of nature. That was his original plan until, you know, the Adam and Eve took the fruit of the tree and Screwed we became, up. yeah, we became guilty <laughs> because of the, um, I believe I'm not positive, but it was like the fruit of like the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. Fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, exactly. So then we That's could, a mouthful. <laughs> right. Exactly. We were held guilty because now we knew that we did stuff. And still, even though we messed up, even though God's like, don't do that. But then we did it. It's like, okay, fine. I'll just rescue them. He sends in Jesus and Jesus wants to meet you right now, right where you are. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, or or, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. For those of you who are already in the faith, if, if you're struggling right now, or if you're doing great right now, um, you know, I think, (laughs) thank you for giving God your yes. Thank you. Amen. Because he doesn't need, I mean, I remember the one retreat we went on just, just like a few weeks ago through life team so fun oh my gosh yeah, i love life team 10 out of 10 yeah great great <laughs> um, stuff yeah for sure uh our youth minister aaron she's awesome without a doubt um 
Yeah. She said, shout out Aaron. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron. Whoop, also, whoop. shout out like Father Ryan. Um, yeah. Shout out Tommy Dome. Shout <laughs> 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 out like every single person at our uh, parish. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well. Anyway. Shout out Father John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I remember that they, that Aaron once said that like, that God doesn't need a weekend long retreat. He doesn't need a day retreat. He does. He only needs one second of someone's yes. And through that, everything will change. If you're hearing this podcast, God loves you and he wants you. Amen. If you're not hearing this podcast, God still loves you and he wants you. No matter who you are, he does. I know there's nothing truer than that. And sometimes it gets hard to believe that. Sometimes we lose faith. Um, speaking of which, uh, I think in a later episode, me and one of my friends could definitely do an apologetics talk where we talk about why we know there is a God, etc. But the true God does want to meet you where you are. And why not give it a shot? Why not give it a shot? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Exactly. Exactly. Alrighty. So kind of turning the tables, uh, Lucas, I just want to ask you a quick question. Yeah, sure. What does God, God's, what does God's love mean to me today or to you today? Do you want me to give like my personal witness or just like to someone like my age in general? I'm 16, by the way. Whatever floats your boat, man. Um, I think for me personally, like I was saying earlier about like early on in my faith, I think I had a really big fear of judgment and hell and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't live out this standard that there is in the Bible. And so, you know, I try to plan and make everything perfect because I'm like, I, I don't want to go to hell. And then I, I was at a confession and I think something the priest said was holiness isn't perfection. We need to trust in God because like he loves me even when I'm like, dang, I messed up. And he's like ready to take me when take me back whenever I fall astray. Like, the prodigal son story. Um, I guess, see, would you, would you like to tell about the prodigal son story for those who I don't know? I would absolutely love to. So the prodigal son story, it's probably one of the more well-known parables in the Bible. Yeah. And for those of you that are like, what the heck is a parable? It's basically just a story to that where it's it, just to convey like a moral yeah, yeah to convey a moral or an idea uh, something like that a, a big idea and this is how jesus talked to you know the disciples and his early followers right because we have to remember that the bible was like it wasn't just written for um you know people in the year like zero or people in the year 800 bc for like the old testament it was written for 
everybody, for every Christian in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, if, you know, he had to put things in ways that would be understandable to, you know, me sitting here in the United States in 2021 and some like old woman in Greenland in like the 1600s or some child in the year like three BC or wait, no, not BC. Cause that's before Christ came, but I, the old Testament was there, but <laughs> excuse my <laughs> tangent. You can continue okay. with the prodigal son. So the prodigal son, how the story first plays out is that there's a father with two sons the younger son that he had he wanted the entire inheritance that was going to come to him one day back in the olden times that's basically just a slap in the face to the dad basically saying to him you're dead to me that's one way to put it yeah yep (laughs) and so the father you know, gives him the inheritance. And then a few days after the younger son leaves. But the younger son was not very financially responsible. And he spent all of his inheritance, you know, drinking. He was going, he was getting high and, you know, having sex with prostitutes and stuff. Yeah, messing with prostitutes. Not uh, not doing... Yeah, not doing too well. And then after he spent everything that he had, a famine struck the place that he was staying at the time. And he was forced to work as a farmhand working with pigs. Now you might be wondering, (laughs) well, they're so, we might be thinking, well, they're so cute. Like they're just pigs, you know, come on. But wrong. He had to was... eat the pig food or he wanted to eat the pig food. <laughs> my, my mistake. He wasn't allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the pigs at the time, they were considered unclean animals because, you know, Jewish law says it was. Yeah. I don't know how or why. Um, we'll I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say it's something to do with like ceremonial law. So God could like set apart his people, but I'm not yeah. positive. Oh, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. Um, and then he wanted, and then he was so hungry. He was basically starving at this point and he wanted to eat the food that the pigs were eating. I don't know if you guys have watched movies like Charlotte's web or something. But if you've seen what pigs eat, one, what crazy person would want to eat it? But second of all, ew. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor guy, yeah. though. Like, it's something that normally, like, like he, you know, this this guy was desperate, whoever he, he was. was. so desperate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But then he realized, well, I might as well just go back to my father's house and then just work as one of his servants. And, mm-hmm. but, and even though I won't be as treasured as I was before, you know, at least I'll get food. Yeah. You so know? it comes back to his father. He's like, 
please let me be like your servant. Just treat me like them. I'll eat like, like basically he, he doesn't expect to be treated like a son anymore because he knows he doesn't deserve it. But then the father takes him back despite the fact this guy, it, like imagine you're in this position. Like I, I think the, I mean, the love that it demonstrates, like you, you wouldn't expect your parent to, just be like, oh yeah, cool. Let me just give you, um, give you a feast because that's what the the father did. He's like, let's give this kid a feast. Like, no, you'd expect your parents to punish you. You expect something like that, but mm-hmm. instead, <laughs> not what we expect. I feel like that's yeah. kind of a trend. God does not what we expect to do. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the history of that's basically salvation history for you. God does what no one expects. Mm-hmm. Out of I mean, like a- ridiculous love to the point where it's like the average human would think it's irrational. Like what? <laughs> yeah. So, so um, with the meat thing earlier, I uh, remember now there's like this verse where Jesus says, um, basically like food cannot defile so basically he just declares like all the food's clean so that's a little thing for any of those anybody who's wondering why we're allowed to eat meat despite what the old testament says or like eat um, pig or whatever it is except on fridays during lent (laughs) yeah but oh well anyways so lucas i think that that's like great i mean i mean i personally connect with the prodigal son story i think just as much as you yeah no facts um i kind of feel like in i mean i would give you my personal testimony but again we'd be here till christmas (laughs) i don't want to bore you guys so much yeah i'm sure you'll get both of our personal testimonies in a later podcast yeah later for sure um anyways so it was really during I remember there was this one time I was going through an extreme dryness in prayer. This was pre, this was after my conversion. So a little, actually a few months ago, actually. So that was crazy. Um, I was experiencing this dryness in prayer and I'm like, God, where are you? I feel like you're on planet Mars, even though I know you're there, but like, you're very far away. And I don't like it. And kind of like, I kind of like sensed him almost like saying to me, do you have some things that you want to talk about with me? And I'm like, "Mm, okay, yeah, sure, fine. And so that was kind of like my indication that God was like, you know, let's go you know, yeah. come to confession. Like we got to sort. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, and so I went to confession Lucas and one of our other, of our other FLC team members, Sarah, she FLC, was, I've never heard that. It's a nice acronym. Exactly. Faithful like children. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Anyways, so yeah um so she was there and you were there and i was there i i was extremely terrified 
I was shaking and hyperventilating, which is still how I go to confession, but oh well. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I mean, want- for anyone who's like afraid of confession, like I, I feel like it's rare unless like the priest does something that they shouldn't do, like if they they are like judgmental about it. But I've never had a judgmental priest. Never. The, the, there's very, just I don't know anybody who's ever walked out of a confession and be like, well, that sucks. That wasn't worth it. Every time, uh, I unless like, um, there's been times when I've like not confessed something that I probably should have, and those times I kind of felt bad coming out. But that's just because I knew that I didn't do it. Like I, I didn't do what I was supposed to. But confession is worth it. <laughs> worth it. Amen. And. What the priest was saying to me was, you know, you're a daughter of God, you're made in his image and likeness, and the sin that you just confessed, it doesn't just pop up on its own. There's usually, it usually comes from like a wound, not like a physical Mm -hmm. wound, like, you know, someone stabbed me behind the back, like with an actual knife, but more along the lines of, you know, a wound, like people have, might have said like really hurtful things about me and I wasn't quite over that. Yeah, for but, sure. Like, but then what pride comes from, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, but then the, what he later said was, but what God wants to do, he wants to enter into that wound and basically he's trying to say to me you know to say to you you know i i love you let me heal you Mm -hmm. let me help you just like any good father wants to and that was really when i knew that my worth and dignity as a daughter of god but i also believed it so that was kind of that's kind of my little mm-hmm. take on yeah. it. God's love. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It's meaningful. It's awesome. And it's, it's something that you can experience in your life. Something that you can really experience. It's not just for like people in the Bible or saints in some saints you read about it's like for you it's for you it's for you god is like here here take it you just gotta say yes and follow me and if you give god your life like let him be in control he'll give you so much more life in return right for sure so Lucas, as we wrap this up, I just was wondering if you wanted to have like a call to action. So what do we do going forward? Well, it's a very good question. Give God your yes. I think for every person, that's a different thing, how they can say say yes to God. For some people, that might just be fine, I'll read the Bible app for five minutes a day. For some people, that might be, I'll let go of that grudge. For some people, that me might be, okay, it's time that I need to give my life over to Christ. But whatever 
you think God may be calling you to do, whatever, you know, you're reading, you've read in the Bible or you heard at church and you're not living, God is asking you to do that. And he's asking you to trust in him and believe in him so that he can love you and here he can show you his love and make it more real to you. Amen. We should definitely do a podcast episode about trust in God. Yeah, for sure. Maybe the next one. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Also, um, um, is there like some way we have that they can like communicate stuff to us? Yeah. They, the, yeah. There's a Q&A form on the website. I just have to publish the All website right. and we'll be good to go. All right. Great. So stay tuned to find that. Um, ask your questions. Give us suggestions. We're just kind of figuring this out. I mean, like I'm 16. I'm, I don't yeah, have experience too. doing a podcast before. <laughs> Me either. We're, but... we're just trying to share the amazing, you know, share, tell people about the amazing gift that is God's love. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. So why don't we wrap up with a quick prayer? Lucas, if you want to lead it, that would be wonderful. Sure. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving God, I ask that through this podcast and through the coming episodes and this episode, you may speak to your children and you may show them your love. Thank you that for all that you've done in my life. Thank you for the fact you've gathered me and Sealy here. Um, well, I mean, we're not here in person, but like we're over a call. You gathered us here over a call that we may... Um, we may talk about you and me, we may meditate on who you are and we may glorify you. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for watching everybody or listening rather. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. We should have another episode in the next couple of weeks. We might take a little break because of spring break and our schedules but we'll keep you oh gosh guys. my schedule has been so hectic lately oh same yeah no but for sure um yeah stay tuned stay tuned there's more coming there's get excited be excited more coming. be excited we're gonna do some really awesome things through this podcast mm -hmm. and i hope to see you guys or you know i hope that you guys tune in to the next to the next episode. God bless guys. Have a good day. Yep. Bye. God bless.